hey, you gotta look for the silver linings here. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on? Doubleheader sweep. I'll take it. I'll take it. In Boston, every day, I will take that. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks so much for clicking on the show here today, guys. We have a whole bunch of information for you coming up later on in the show. We need to talk about Clark Schmidt, who's going to start today's Game 3 in Boston. Of course, preview that pitching matchup for you, as we always do. We also need to talk about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Big prospect coming out of Japan. Cashman watched him the other day. We have to talk about it coming up a little bit later. But Stacy, Yankees sweep the doubleheader. A, got the games in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it ended up being a pretty nice day in Boston. It, it was. Yeah, the weather was totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but B, took them both. Took them both and uh, fought for them, man. Really fought for them. Winning both those games puts uh, Boston at 73 and 72, which ties them with the Yankees, uh, and puts Boston seven games back when they need every single win. And we were talking about it uh, before the series started on Monday's show, how like, hey, look, Yankees aren't playing for a ton right now, but if they can do one bit of damage against the Red Sox this season and be the final nail in the coffin, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. Always, 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 considering how Boston's been beating up on them all season, I am uh, shocked, but pleasantly surprised and pleasantly surprised that they took this doubleheader uh, because, yeah, Boston still is kind of trying to weasel their way in there. And uh, this could really, you know, I spoke about the Yankees possibly being a spoiler for the Blue Jays coming up, but this would be nice as well. Yeah, I mean, however many you can knock out, you knock them out, right? Like, just, mm -hmm. <laughs> you take it when you can get it. Again, oh, you're yeah. looking for silver linings here at this point, man. You're, you're yep. looking for something. If Jason yep. Dominguez needs Tommy John surgery here, potentially, then, uh, you know, I'll take a doubleheader sweep, you know, as a consolation prize. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about both those games, Stacey. Game one, the day game uh, was, man, that was a nail-biter, uh, and it did not look good to start at all. Nick Pavetta was on one, struck out 10 but then ran into problems there in the sixth inning. Um, DJ LeMahieu, again, man, coming through. Big two-run double. Glaber brings home a run with an RBI single to take a 3-2 lead. Like, that, 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 that's your backbone right there. And if you're looking for silver linings, head into 2024. Every one of these good moments for DJ LeMahieu and Glaber Torres is, is just making you feel a little bit better for next season. Yep, because you need those guys to do things while other guys aren't playing, like Rizzo and other guys aren't quite hitting right now, like Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. So you need those two guys to do things. Well, what do you want Aaron Judge to do? Not walk, intentionally walk with to blow the bases? Yeah. Keep doing that. No, it, yes, that's, I mean, <laughs> at least he's doing that. You know, he's not going up there and flailing away and looking awful at the plate, but you, uh, you need those guys to do what they're doing. I mean, Glaber's had a solid season. Great. The entire season. Like 270. Been... Yeah. <laughs> what do you want, man? Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about the pitching side of things. Uh, they had to kind of reshuffle a little bit because of the double header. They had Randy Vasquez start it, um, gave up a Rafael Devers Homer who hasn't, uh, I know, and really. then <laughs> a run scores on a wild pitch in the bottom of the fourth. But 
Look at that line, three and two-thirds, three hits, two earned, a walk, and three strikeouts. I don't want anything else out of Franny Vasquez here deep into the season. I'll take that any day. Yeah, a lot of threes and twos in there. <laughs> a lot of threes and twos. Uh, the Johnny Brito line returns, uh, two and a third, three hits, no runs, a walk, two Ks. The Johnny mm -hmm. Brito line lives. It, and, <laughs> and, man, to have Vasquez and Brito come in in, that, in in those spots and step up to give the Yankees a chance, I mean, again, what else do you want out of these guys here? I mean, you got to remember how deep into the season we are with guys who aren't typically prepared to be facing, you know, this type of competition level this deep into the year. That's true. It's it's just been such a strange year, and uh, for them to come out and do what they did, um, you know, it's it's they kept the Yankees in the game, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, they did, and Clay Holmes almost didn't. Uh, he really lost it there in the ninth inning. Uh, but speaking of Glaber Torres early earlier and having things that you're looking forward to, what a turn, man! Turn that double play to end the game on Ooh. on Alex Verdugo with the bases juice. That that was massive. I mean, massive. That could have been a farking nightmare. I'll say that. Uh, thank you, Alex Verdugo, for uh, swinging at the first pitch against a guy who couldn't find the plate for the entire inning. Thank you so much for that. Because, uh, oh, Red Sox fans I follow on Twitter were not happy about that. Because isn't that the worst as a baseball fan when you see a pitcher is completely losing it and a guy comes up after watching one or two guys before him walk? And then he swings the first pitch yeah. and something like that happens. And you just want to like scream. Yeah. I, we were on the other end of it this time. So it was really great. Thank you again for Dugo. Yeah. I don't know what he was swinging at first pitch. He's usually <laughs> a pretty good plate discipline kind of guy. And I have always liked Alex Verdugo. So kind of weird to see him go after that pitch, but Hey, Yankees get the benefit three, two final in game two, uh, a little bit more distance, but I mean, all the way to the bitter end there, that was, it was, it was another tough, tough fought win four to one final, um, Cutter Crawford was running into issues early and then he kind of got bailed out. He, he well, I shouldn't say bailed out. He, he loaded the bases and then ended up, uh, settling down to strike out Austin Wells and then got IKF to roll in the inning and a double play. So, uh, he, he definitely kind of turned a corner there in the first inning, but, uh, the Yankees just couldn't get anything there in the first. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. It's just, it's disappointing when you load the bases with no outs and that happens. That's just so that's a gut punch but it happened in the first you know yeah. it's not like that it happened in the eighth or the ninth when they were down a run and you really needed something so as annoying as it was what are you gonna do yeah i mean that's that's just kind of that's so 2023 uh to to load the bases in the eighth and then not score uh <laughs> carlos rodon Man, I mean, he went five innings, gave up one earned. He, he pitched good, not great again. Uh, he's still struggling to put hitters away. That's definitely been the yeah. issue. Gave up the homer to Rafaela, first career bomb for him. Uh, but his his offense backed him up a little bit there. I, I really liked that at bat in the top of the fifth from Estevan Florial, man. Uh, really battled, battled hard. Knocked mm -hmm. out Cutter Crawford after fighting off an inside fastball for that RBI single. I mean, that was a really tough tough at bat for flow and you love to see it there yes i was very happy with that i was like yay flow yay okay good job get that out of the way done boom yeah it was good uh, and you always yeah. like knocking a pitcher out too like having your hit be the one that knocks the starter out that's got to feel good too oh yeah i mean again it was fouling off some tough pitches there some corner off the edges like some good breaking stuff from cutter crawford there again he had kind of settled down at that 
point. Um, but yeah, this, that's just massive for Flo, man. That had that was his first hit in the majors this season. Uh, mm-hmm. Brings in a run, ties the game. He had a nice little game. Ended up striking out there late in the contest, but uh, didn't matter much. Uh, was it second and third with uh, either nobody out or one out late in the I game? Believe- yeah. Yeah, but he reached, reached base three times. I mean, he walked. He drove in that run with a single, and and he got hit by a pitch. So that's that's Florial in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> uh, and then the eventual game-winning run to the Jake Bowers bases loaded force out. You'll take that. Glaber scores for the Yankees to take a two-one lead in the sixth. But the story there was the pen. The pen really showed up. Uh, how about Zach McAllister and Anthony Masevich? Man, just huge. I did a joke and I can't remember what movie it's from. It's a sports movie. And it was someone saying, you know, good job, whatever your name is. And I kept tweeting that after all these guys finished their innings, because I mean, who are these guys coming out of nowhere? McAllister. How do you say? Misevich. Misevich. I should know that. I had a teacher with a similar last name and um, even uh, Bowman. Like what, what is happening? Yeah, <laughs> like I all mean, these guys are... coming out of nowhere, like all these guys we were making fun of, like who are the Yankees calling up? Who are they signing? Who are these dudes? And Hey, Fenway, Boston. I know Boston isn't as good as they've been, but against the Yankees this year, they're basically playing them like they're the Orioles and the Rays. So um, good job by those guys. Massive. Massive mm-hmm. job by Zach McAllister. Massive job by Anthony Masevich. Uh, we were ta- we were talking about them with the subtexters over the last couple of days. Um, I, I've been watching them uh, this season, of course. Keep an eye on the Rail Riders this season. So huge, huge job. Uh, and then just a little icing on the cake there in the ninth. Uh, Glaber of the RBI knock. Put a nice cap on the end of his day. And then uh, the catcher interference making for one final score. Wrap it up. Doubleheader sweep. Adios. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, you love to see it. You love to see it. There were a bunch of roster moves here. As I mentioned, we were texting subtexters all day long with all these roster moves. Uh, the tough news, Stacey, Jonathan Loisaga, essentially his season is done. 15-day uh, IL, right elbow inflammation. Whoever has the voodoo doll who's poking the pins into the elbows of the Yankee doll, that, could you stop? Like, we've had enough. It's it's bad enough that the pitchers have bad elbows and, you know, Dominguez just, it's, it's enough now. The, the season's yeah. almost over. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, we're closing in. We, we are limping, limping to the f- uh, finish line. The corresponding move for that, of course, was Zach McAllister. As we mentioned, he had his contract signed uh, and up with the big club. They put Anthony Rizzo and Nestor Cortez on the 60 days. That doesn't really do anything. It just clears some space. Uh, and then the Yankees also claimed Luke Weaver from the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Luke Weaver is uh, a bit of a journeyman. It's been all over the place. Royals, Reds, uh, Diamondbacks, Mariners, now Yankees. Uh, he's really not put it together at the major league level. He's mostly started in his big league career, um, but he has certainly struggled to put it together as a whole. I got to imagine this is just an innings eater at this point, especially with Seve going down, right? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of moves being made. I mean, again, apologies to the subtexters, man. <laughs> we have been texting you guys like crazy. What was it? Nine times we've texted you over the last three days. There's so <laughs> many just moves. roster moves. Yeah. yeah. There's so many moves going on. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Again, Yankees are kind of just uh, limping to the finish line. Uh, drop your questions for fan mail Friday down below. I mentioned subtext. If you want to skip the line for fan mail Friday, all you got to do is join subtext and guarantee answers to your questions, either on the show or in text form. And of course, you get all those roster moves from us as well and everything you could want to know about the Yankees the moment it happens. Episode description has all the information and a free trial in there as well. So check it out. All right, we're going to step aside and we come back. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Why is that a name you need to know? Find out next. 
The NFL season is here and there's incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That means you get to see games that are out of market, which is pretty cool. And now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Back here on Locked On Yankees, uh, game three in Boston tonight, 7-10 first pitch. You can listen to that on the SiriusXM app. Download the SiriusXM app today to the everydayers. Coming up on tomorrow's show, every Yankees injury in one place. we got to talk about it. Uh, maybe we'll rank them a little bit worst hmm. to best. <laughs> I don't know if there's a best injury. Well, I don't think that exists. I think more most impactful to least impactful yeah, yeah. do that maybe that <laughs> and uh one that hurt the most maybe uh i have a feeling stace is gonna say jason the big guess anyway that's coming up on tomorrow's show so make sure to hit subscribe on either audio or video all right so we've been teasing this last couple of days here yoshinobu yamamoto why is that a name you need to know well let me tell you <laughs> so of course the other day there was some headlines the yankees are interested in this guy and maybe that's the first time you hear of him. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing of him. So, look, don't take too much stock into this. But it is interesting that Cashman was in Japan to watch him. Look, he wasn't the only exec there. There were a handful of execs to watch this kid um, as we kind of near the end of the season. So why were there so many execs? Why have there been so many scouts? Look, if you follow... International baseball, uh, this is a name, right? This is a, this is a big name. This is this is the premier name coming to the States in 2024, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He's a 25-year-old right-handed pitcher. He pitches currently for the Oryx Buffaloes. That's the NPBL, the Nippon Professional Baseball League. Uh, you may remember him from Team Japan this past uh, World Baseball Classic. Of course, that was a super stacked pitching staff, <laughs> Shohei. Yamamoto, Roki Sasaki, like that, this is like a stupid pitching staff, right? Uh, Roki is obviously the, the next one. That's the next big one. He's way, way younger. He's still got a couple of years, but that's the next one after Yamamoto. Um, and Cashman was there, as we mentioned, Stace. He threw a no hitter while Cashman was there. So, you know, <laughs> again, there were a lot of execs there. Right. Putting on so a Stace, show. Gotta love it. <laughs> you gotta put it on the show. Put it on a show for these guys. Uh, boy, did he. Uh, here's his stuff. So I, I wanted to tell you a little bit about him. Of course, you know, he's a right-hander. He's a starting pitcher. Um, just turned 25, I believe, in August. Uh, so he, he's still fresh, a young buck. But one of the top guys, if not the top guy, top starting pitcher in the Nippon League. Uh, he's got a very simple delivery. He's a little hitch in his delivery, but nothing crazy. And he throws four pitches. Comes at you with a mid-90s fastball. He can rush it up into the upper 90s, 98, 99 if he's got to. Uh, he throws a cutter. He has that patented Japanese splitter in the low 90s and a big 12-6 rainbow-style curve. So it kind of loops up and comes right back down. And the big thing about Yamamoto, Stace, is command. Hmm. He's got all his pitches dialed in at this point. They are very confident 
they meaning every scout, every person who's watched this guy throw, that this guy could command all four pitches, which is a rarity. Uh, at 25, he slots in to be pretty much a two in almost every staff mm. uh, in the major leagues right now because of his command and his walk rate, which is extremely low. Those kind of go hand in hand. Not only that, but he limits home runs on a massive scale. This guy just has not been hit hard uh, over the last few years. He's won the Nippon League's uh, Cy Young Award, their version of it. He's won their MVP award. He's the front runner for this season. So, Stace, does this all sound good? Is this, is, this sounds all like good stuff, right? Yes, especially I love splitters. That's like my favorite pitch. And I used to, I loved Tanaka's splitter every time we threw it. And uh, I mean, we always talk about how much we love pitching and pitches and all that. And I just, yeah, the splitter just gets me every time. I love it so much. And I want to see his splitter now. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Stacy. I was trying to think, okay, obviously he's good, but why would he fit on the Yankees? Well, A, they don't got a splitter. Yankees don't have a splitter. So to have a guy with that wipeout style pitch, which has completely taken over Japanese pitching, mm -hmm. every single pitcher on Team Japan, by the way, threw right. a splitter and threw a good one. <laughs> like yeah, they were all, yeah, they were all amazing. Watching the WBC and watching those guys, I was just like, I can't wait for some of them to come over here because <laughs> that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, a splitter has taken over baseball, especially in Japan. And with the, the influx of Jap Japan talent into the U.S., it's, it's just, it's here. It's here to stay. Um, so yes, the Yankees could use a splitter. What I thought here, Stace, is he's got four pitches and he's got command of them all. Three of those pitches are either a fastball or a fastball variation mm. with the splitter, the heater, the four seamer and the cutter. So three of his four pitches are essentially built off of a fastball. Now, what do the Yankees do really good on the pitching front? What do they teach really, really good? Oh, yeah, the slider. <laughs> and what is a slider, Stacy? but just a fastball variation? <laughs> I think that could be a huge selling point for the Yankees. They can point to multiple guys. They can look at Greg Weissert and say, look what we did with him. He mm. was not going to make it. Not going to make it. And we taught him this slider. We helped him develop the slider. You can point to multiple guys. Look at this slider. Don't you want to throw this pitch? That's a huge pitch, for lack of a better word, for a guy <laughs> like this. Right. Why, why else would the Yankees want to go after him? Other than, of course, he's a good talent. Well, this season, the Yankees have issued the most walks in the American League East. A low rock rate sounds pretty good to me. Mm -hmm. They've allowed mm -hmm. the second most home runs in the AL East behind... Boston, a guy that doesn't give a home run sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> of course, let alone that the Yankees are losing a bunch of starting pitching. Of course, Frankie Montas, was he ever really here? Right. Luis Severino's done. Domingo Herman likely done. Don't think he's coming back next season. I wouldn't anticipate that at all. No. So for the Yankees, with, you know, in their heads, as for, for hitting the, the all- devilish luxury tax uh that ruins everybody's lives uh they have a little bit of money to spend right here they do and they need pitching they're gonna mm. need pitching next season just saying 
They're going to need a lot of pitching next year. <laughs> <laughs> but how scary would a Cole Yamamoto and potential bounce back Rodone be? Yeah. Like we might see the rotation that they were expecting this year with Nestor sandwiched in there somewhere. Like that was what everyone was hoping the the top three in the rotation would be. And that could be fun seeing yeah. Cole with Yamamoto and a better Rodone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can push Rodone to three and have Nestor four, I want Nestor Cortez to be the fourth starter. That means things are going right. Yeah. Right. That's exactly what you want right now. Nestor needs to pitch like a three mm -hmm. uh, for next season, which can you expect that out of him? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, but as far as moving forward with the rotation, it looks so much better with a guy like Yamamoto in the two spot, pushing Nestor to four, Schmidt to five, and Michael King as a six, if you need it, depth guy, throw right. back into the pen. Right. Instead of relying on or tr like needing to rely on King being stretched out as a starter. I mean, he's doing fine, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm curious how much the Yankees are looking into this. There have been reports saying that they are very interested and ready to throw the the checkbook at him. Uh, when yeah. you look at the rest of the free agent class, uh, you know, there are some names like Blake Snell, Aaron Nola, Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, Sonny Gray. I know a lot of those will be reunions, but um, mm. there is a possibility to get some of those guys. But this is this is at this point, save Blake Snell uh, with the obvious track record in the majors. Probably the next best guy available, um, especially the youth behind him. Yes, there's posting fees. Yes, all that's luxury tax, yada, 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 money, money, money. Yankees have it. And if the Yankees want to be like Stacey keeps calling for, the real evil empire here, go after it, right? Yeah. Go after it. Yep. Let us know how you're feeling about Yamamoto down below in the comment section. We'll step aside one more time. We come back, Clark Schmidt and the Yankees trying to take the series in Boston. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why our new sponsor, Jace Medical, offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout at Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and the promo code is LOCKEDON. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Sirius XM is the place to listen to tonight's Yankees game in Boston. They'll get some at least half a day off here after the doubleheader on <laughs> Tuesday. Tanner Houck takes on Clark Schmidt. And Stacey, I wanted to, to talk about Clark Schmidt here today. Um, we have kind of sang his praises here over the latter half of the season. And I wanted to ask you, and maybe this can broaden out to a bigger discussion now, do you think Clark Schmidt's done enough to start in 2024? Yes, I do. I mean, he'll be the fifth starter, but I think he's done enough to 
basically be penciled in as the fifth and then the Yankees can figure out what they're doing with uh, two through four because Cole's going to be number one. I feel like the rotation is going to be Cole. Yeah, Cole, Schmidt, and then whoever they fit there in the middle. (laughs) That's fair. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't think he... Yeah, he'll leapfrog King if King's in the rotation next year. Right, because Schmidt's Schmitch, done it longer at this point. Yes. Sorry, a loud motorcycle is going by. In case you guys heard a noise in the background, I had to mute there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I, I feel like Schmidt has would take the four over King, right, and put King five. If they could do that, yeah, depending on who they don't get in free agency. <laughs> Yamamoto. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't 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 assume Yamamoto in the rotation at this point. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this it's it's Clark's been there all year. He hasn't missed a start, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah. No, I don't think he has. I don't He's think been there he every day. Yeah. So every five days, Clark's taking the ball. Yeah. He's it's like the one. You know, him and Cole have been like the solid dudes all year. Yeah, that's kind of crazy that Clark Schmidt has been better than Carlos Rodon. Did anybody have that? No. 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 That's a that's a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I don't know. I've just been thinking about Clark Schmidt these days. You know, just it's been a journey for him. It's been a journey to get to this point. And again, he's kind of just like we've talked about it before, but like he's kind of just done this quietly without complaining. Yeah. Hasn't like he's just going out there and pitching, right? Yeah. And, you know, improving, like having a little bit of setbacks there, but, you know, improving to where he's pretty much guaranteed five innings at least and occasionally a little bit past that. And then, you know, he had that one start where he actually went past, he went into six and it was like, ooh, okay, he's finally getting to that point where he's pitching a little longer into games and it's not a chore because it was, a, I mean, we talk about it all the time. It was a chore watching him at the beginning of the season when he was really trying to get himself into the rotation because at that point it was kind of like him and Herman were kind of the ones that they thought would battle for the last spot and they were expecting maybe Montas to come back and they were hoping Rodon would come back earlier and Severino would come back earlier and all these things just kept happening and Clark Schmidt good old Clark Schmidt reliable Clark Schmidt <laughs> has been there just the kinda, whole time and it's kind of like hey I'm here I'm here too. I'm here. It's yeah, I'm still here. And uh, I mean, we joke about it all the time. We didn't expect him to last this long in the rotation. He's just been a rock. <laughs> yeah, he has. Stace mathematically has about three starts left here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 games left, including this one. Uh, so Schmidt has mathematically divided by five, three. Is there anything that Clark Schmidt could do to get him out of consideration for the rotation in 2024? No, I could. He could even have three bad starts here, and I think the Yankees would be like, you know, he did enough of a good job for us the entire season that this is fine. He's just running out of gas. I think. I think they would think that would be the problem. I don't think he could do anything that would knock him out of the ro- rotation next year. Yeah, I mean, of course, save you know, losing an arm. <laughs> Look, don't even put that so out. As long into as it's the not universe. his throwing arm. <laughs> Don't even put that out into the universe with the way things have gone for the 2023 Yankees. I mean, you know, yeah. I feel like uh, it feels like the naked gun. I feel like a tiger might come out and attack someone <laughs> in the middle of the infield at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. no, we're we're getting close to that here. Getting close. How, yeah. how far away is the Boston Zoo? Uh, I mean, yeah. We'll do they do they we'll have see. a zoo? I don't even know. It's Boston. I'm sure they have a zoo. It's Boston. 
Santa Ana here in California has a zoo. I don't know what to tell you, Stace. I know they have an aquarium. I don't know. I feel or like... a tiger fish then, a tiger fish. Yeah. <laughs> Someone tell us if they have a zoo in Boston, because I've been to Boston and I don't remember there being a zoo uh, other than Fenway. Got him. Hey. Uh, Stacey, <laughs> I wanted to, air, I don't want to say a grievance, but I, uh, uh, a worry I have. I'm very worried that Estevan Florial here in this series is going to push really hard. And I'm worried that he is going to be, uh, it, it is, the moment's going to get too big for him. He had a nice game too, looked overpowered mm -hmm. in game one, mm. um, struck out on a lot of change-ups there in his last at-bat with runners on second and third. I don't know. I'm just worried about Flo here. I, I, I really hope he shows up. I know we've talked about him three days in a row here at this point. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's Locked the storyline I'm following Floreal. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Locked on Floreal. Floreal. Yeah. Floreal. You sounded like, uh, you sounded <laughs> like um, John now. I know. Uh, <laughs> let, let me know in the comment section. Are you guys worried about him too? Like I, I, I'm just so rooting for him so hard right now. Like I, I'm, I want him to do well so bad. Um, and hey, driving in that game time run was nice. I'll take yeah. that, man. Good stepping stone. Hopefully mm -hmm. he has a little bit more left in the tank over the next couple of weeks. Uh, hey, tomorrow's show, again, every Yankees injury this season. We're going to talk about all of them. List them out for you during tomorrow's show. And, of course, we're going to recap game three in Boston. Thank you guys so much for clicking this late in the season, following this team, following us. We really appreciate it. All the love in the world to Lockdown Yankees listeners. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.